attorneys they do when they approve your loan. What is it? Whatever that term is, I need that to be my pronoun. My girls will go out to one lady's night. That's it. And you can go back with a rule book and everything. <laughs> and then, one book coming to me and then. All right. Are y'all going to kill me if I say, do we throw Michael when he got the skin color change? No, no, uh-uh. no, I demand it. No, nope. I'm, I'm walking off the stroke. I'm walking off the stroke. No, it's got to be a stroke. No, no, no. no yeah, thank you. Yeah. I was just asking a question. You know you outside of Buffalo. We have to talk not about just individual behaviors, but about the system, right? So for, for the believers, it's just like, I have to believe, you know, the God in her, just like she has to believe it in me. Yo, what's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back to Let's Chop It Up. Please follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Like, subscribe, and tell a friend to tell a friend about four brothers on this YouTube channel. My brothers from another mother. It's been 14 days since we last kicked it. I don't know what's going on with you, brothers. Talk to me. How you feeling, Dave? I mean, how you feeling, Derek? Yo, man, I'm all right, man. Um, Life is pretty decent. I can't complain. Um, Before I get started on anything, I just want to shout out to Cheryl and Bill and Cheryl Lewis. Uh, Cheryl, um, unfortunately she, you know, she lost her, 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 um, she lost a parent. She lost her father, uh, this week just passed. Um, so, um, shout out to the entire Allen family. Um, I hope to see you there in, in Queens, um, you know, shortly. So, um, so, so, and, and of course the Baysmores send love, respect, and honor to all of you. Um, you know how it is. So that that said, I just want to get out of the way. Uh, as you can see right now, I'm broadcasting from Mama Nam Head Crib right now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my my house at down the street um is is under construction. So we're doing a lot of construction. We're doing a lot, put a lot of floors in, a lot of beautifying of the place, getting things together. Um, so that's keeping us all occupied. And uh, I'm looking forward to the end of the school year as well. I got two little crumb snatches that are coming out this year. And uh, we got a graduation coming up uh, for for my oldest. He's moving into high school, a uh, middle child, I should say, is moving into high school. My youngest is moving into eighth grade. So there's a big time for us as well. Um, both, both are doing well in school, although, you know, they smelling that summer and the grades are starting, you know, we got the little interim report card. It was, you know how it is, man. It starts to look a little, rag- little raggedy around the end. So, you know, we just trying to just, you know, they're coasting right now. You know what I mean? It's like we already spent all our energy getting up. They ran out of fuel. We're just trying to make it to the finish line right now, man. That's all, you know, uh, and keep the grades together. But um, but but they're doing well. Um, and um, and I can't complain, man. Life is decent for me. Life is beautiful. I'm looking forward to a wonderful uh Father's Day weekend. Um, a lot of time with family. We're gonna put time in and we're gonna enjoy each enjoy each other. And um and I hope everybody's got wonderful plans as well, man. You know, we just gonna really keep it together with family. And that's pretty much it, man. Looking forward to that kind of stuff. Um and 
I'm back here with you guys, man. You know, uh, so so that's about it with me. What's going on with you, Damon? What's happening, brother? What's up, guys? Um, first, I want to shout all the guys out. They pitched in and got me a beautiful card um, related to what I've been dealing with recently, and just the support. Everybody want to want to thank y'all. If you you cannot find a more solid group of people to work with, I, I really enjoy every week. So thank y'all. I want to send my appreciation. Um, I'm doing all right. I, I'm preparing to move, actually. So I'm moving into a, a place out here, um, which is nice. So that whole process, I, you know, getting utilities and all that stuff set up, um, getting the U-Haul, boxes, tape, all that stuff, moving, packing stuff. You, sometimes you go through, like, your box over there in the corner. You're like, oh, I forgot I had this, and, you know, all that type of stuff. So it's just a good little um, potential trip down memory lane and stuff like that. Um so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm preparing for that and it's a transition, but it's a step in the journey that I'm, that I'm working on, you know, I'm working on some things for my business and things like that. So I, I'm making progress, uh, in during a time when I should kind of be in, in a down and in a slower period. So I, I'm, I'm proud of that. I'm happy for that. I'm doing all right. I did see something that made me laugh and I wanted to bring that up. Um, so I think, uh, it's this thing called the do-rag festival that, um, in uh charlotte north carolina and i and i literally i'm letting y'all know i told um i told the group i i would give kelvin as much time he wanted to speak on that i would just sit back and listen um but then i had this question so i was like if they invited us so if they invited one of y'all to be like a keynote speaker at the do-rag festival which is dubbed the met gala of do-rags would you accept what would you say what would you tell people and can we do a show where we all wear a do-rag in honor of this do-rag festival? I, I feel like we need to we need to uh, combine powers with this festival out here, out there in Charlotte. Um, well, um, yeah. Well, yeah, well first ahead. of all, um, I, I I would be a speaker. I will not wear a do-rag, but I would be a speaker because, like any other conference, you need to be able to have people prepared. A different sponsorship. First of all, I think you need to know um, about commissary. You need to know about when your relatives will be able to visit you on weekends. Um, about <laughs> riding home. Um, you know, <laughs> fucked up, man. That's fucked what you up, do? Man. What you do once you get out? You know what I mean, <laughs> and things like that. Then you also probably going to need to know the good daytime uh, shows to watch. Um, while you're home unemployed. So those are the things that, you know, as a collective when it comes to do-rags, because if you wear do-rag out the house and you, you're not a teenager or whatever like that, then, then you failed in life. And so, so, but I do think people need to come and encourage them also. And then also you got to have a, a, a honorable mention for wearing your pants you know, below the waist. You can't, you, you can't accessorize a do-rag if you, if you have a belt on. So there are things like that. So yeah, so there's a lot to, to get into there, I believe. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. But yeah, so stuff like that is keeping me going. Like I know learning that there is this thing called, uh, dubbed the Met Gala of do-rags. I didn't know there was anything of do-rags, but, um, that would be dope. I, I, I think it'd be fun. We should, we should go. We should record the whole thing and be like a, you know, let's chop it up on the road. Do rag edition. I'm with it. How much I got to put in on this? this is, we got, we got to talk to the producer. See how much, how much money we got. That's in, right. In the, in and the let budget. me say to the other communities, 
to the other communities, take that for all y'all STEM <laughs> research and stuff like that. We got do rad conferences. Okay. <laughs> I'm with it. But outside of that, yo, thank you everybody Emmanuel, who's tuning up? in. Emmanuel, what's up? Yeah. Uh my week is going okay overall. And and we're gonna check back in next week. Uh Kelvin, how was your week? It was pretty nice. It was pretty nice. First of all, let me say something. We had a chance. The the original crew of uh, Let's Chop It Up had a chance to go out and eat. So that was uh, Rodney was back with us and, and D and Derek and everything. The only reason I want people to know, the only reason Damien wasn't there, Damien no longer lives in New York. So Damien would have been with us, but he, he uh, does not live in New York anymore. So we had a chance. So we shout out Rodney from, from back in the day. Also, I want to say the week has been good. I learned a lot. Um, about, uh, you know, there's something about, you know, I hear everybody thinks I get on our community and um, it's done in love and it's done in jest, you know, but I want to shout out my community, you know, because I've been spending some time going to places where, where like you walk in and say good evening and stuff like that and people speak back. So it's always good to come home and go into to Dollar Tree and, and the person won't speak back or just throw your change down and stuff like that. I want to say my, my community or driving down the street and, um, you know, nobody will let you get past and stuff like that. You just got to have a stalemate trying to pass each other. Thank you to my community because it feels like home. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> there's certain things exclusive to my community. And I was driving uh, one day and I had an opportunity um, because a lot of times when you drive, you have a chance to think. And I had a chance to think. I, I think about Martin Luther King and I think about uh, Malcolm X and, and all the things that they tried to do, the sacrifices they made for our community. So I want to show if, if, if Jamie could just cue up what I saw on the road the other day. I just want to tell you about my community with, with everything that worked out that Dr. King paved the way for, for us to do, uh, especially in the ways of transportation, uh, especially with the, boy, the bus boycott. We can now feel free to, to roam freely. So, so Jamie, run the clip for me. This is why we can't get nowhere as a people. I just want everybody to know. This is why. Because of nigga bill. See that? That's why we can't get nowhere as a people. I didn't know if there was a UFO or, or <laughs> there was an amusement park that was going on, an impromptu amusement park. But, but, but for the brothers out here with these things with three wheels lit up like a Christmas tree, um... We just have to have a meeting. We have to we, no. We have to figure out where we're trying to go. Okay, because I think we're in the same spot. I think every year I find us in the same spot. So I, I just wanted everybody to know because some people say, "Kelvin, why we can't get away the people?" The man behind the wheel of that vehicle. Now I know I know some of us don't have life insurance, but at least we have that vehicle that's on the road. So that's that's the most important thing. But anyway, I just thought that was very very interesting. But I have to. I'd be remiss if I did not come across the timeline and pass it to the point guard, the one that sets the table, the one that, that leads the offense, my man, number one in your program. D, talk to me, man. How was your week? What's the deal? Uh, brother, man, it was a good two weeks, man. I got a chance to go uh, down to Tampa, Florida, spend my money with uh, uh, the Sanchez, get my black dollars down there. there Jamie, Jamie tricked me to go down there and shit. So. But, nah, but I had a good time with Jamie. We always have a good time. Anybody ever go to Tampa, Jamie's going to show you a good time. Yeah. Took me to some damn uh, white people pool party. I had number that I had number cocaine music, but it was cool. We had a good time. <laughs> then we went to the regular black turnip shit. It was cool, you know, and get to see old friends like got, got together. So that was that was a good time. And then um, I was part of the, the uh, for the organization's Black Affinity Group, the Circle uh, uh, Black College Panel. Got to speak on that, so it, it kind of made me feel good being in those kind of rooms and those kind of circles. And what was the other thing? Oh, oh yeah. And the only thing I think now. I'm setting myself up trying to figure out how I could get in Zion Williams' 
entourage because he got the party. He get, he getting strippers pregnant. He getting all he's, he's spitting in other I mean other porn stars mouths and all kind of shit. You know, gonna, I got I gotta get down with this bro. I gotta figure <laughs> everything it out. except playing ball. He going out to eat dinner good because he fat. Yeah, I want to do all. I'm gonna be around Zion, man. He's having a good life. He's sourcing <laughs> up. But no, I'm gonna give the brother grace. He's only 27 years old. I don't know if I did that same kind of shit that that kind of money at that age. I think we had that was a different era. But him is is different social media's in effect and all that shit. But I just can't see spending money on these porn stars. But you got to give him credit though. You have to give him credit because the the four games that he has played in his career, they were good. I can't front. I can't front. <laughs> he definitely dominated that one week. Shout out. The top 10 draft class was fucked up, and the top 10 of that draft class all bumped. But we had two of them on our team. We got one now on our team RJ Barrett and, and the Cam Reddish. But at least Barrett plays, and at least Barrett ain't in the headlines. Yeah, he ain't no trouble. yeah but he just, he just can't score. That's all. So, can, I, can I ask y'all a Nick basketball question? Do you think? Both of those players would be developed differently if they were in other on other teams. Do you think uh, the coach is good for? No, no, no. I'm talking about the Cam Reddish and R.J. Barrett. Do you think the Knicks coaching staff and their trainers are developing players? Because I don't Knicks feel like in the last players. when the Knicks, last time the Knicks yeah. developed a Knicks really don't. solid player that no. they grew like other teams. Charlie, we can name people, Charlie, right? Charlie, like Charlie Ward. That's like 20 years ago. They kept Charlie for a long time, too. Yeah, the Knicks don't develop players. They sign players, you know, when they're, like, 35-plus, you know what I'm saying? That kind of deal, you know? And that's when we get – that's where they wind up being Knicks. You know, they were superstars back in the day. I can't give them on Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish came from Portland. He didn't do shit. Cam Reddish on Atlanta – I mean, Cam Cam Reddish with Atlanta came on Atlanta. He didn't do shit. Knicks didn't do shit. He didn't do shit in Portland. And think about it, though. Van Gundy didn't play the end of the bench and didn't develop young players. Pat Riley didn't believe in it. And Thibodeau comes from the Pat Riley-Van Gundy tree. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. That's what I was thinking. And But it's it's just like, man, the, too many of these young players, they, they seem like they have at least enough talent to be effective. You know what I mean? It, we don't need all-stars all the time. But if you see what happened, shout out to Denver. They just won the championship. Okay. A lot of those players that's on Denver outside of their two stars, are people that people wasn't throwing a lot of money at, right? Me, it was like they was mid-level. Let me hurt you with something. One of those draft picks came from the Carmelo Anthony trade. I'm going to fuck with you on that. That's how Which draft pick? Um, oh, God, what's the dude's name? He came from the Melo trade. Because remember, the Melo trade had draft picks that was later on. About two years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, I can't think of the guy's name. I'm doing a um, brain fart. Somebody if you if you right. guys love basketball, this city is about to change because Rick Patino is here in St. John's. So get ready for some. Get ready, D. D. I'm telling you, jump on the bandwagon now, brother. Rick Patino. No, I, I give you because he made a kid that left. No, kids get recruited but to North Carolina, came back home to go to St. John's. I was like, wow. Rick Patino. Let me say something. I'm gonna tell you right now. So you don't hear no else. Um, they're gonna be in the tournament this year. This year, St. John's no. be in a tournament. No, please, St. John's gonna be in a tournament. Zion. Now, if we get Zion now, it's, it's fucked up. It's, it, you know he's going to tear them put strip clubs up. All the bottle girls yeah. on Instagram going to fucking get a new bag. They're going to have new condos. Oh, my them. Lord. I got a question. So, based on Zion. Sorry. I know we we supposed to be getting into the show. Know, now we, we just, yeah, we just yeah, chopping one, it up. One more. One but, more. But, um, so, they, there was this question about should the uh, Pelicans trade Zion to move up in the draft? What do y'all think about that? Because you know there's different sides to it, and I and I 
get both sides. I, I want players who's going to be on the court, but I don't know if I want to give up. On, well, ugh, the last like two weeks is Zion being. <laughs> I, the reason I would trade, I would trade Zion because the contract they gave him is they, they, they look they blowing money. It's the money. Man. I would trade him for the money because because what they gave him, they now it looks like that was bad. That was bad money spent, man. You can yeah. go get a you can go get a younger player for less money, and they can open up the your know, salary cap space for yourself. I mean, Zion, I was an owner, Zion's dope, but it's like he, if I was an owner and my GM came to me and said we're going to trade for Zion, I'd fire him right there. Word, <laughs> <laughs> word. It's just seemed like trouble's about to come. It looked like yep. it's about to be. It's going to be grand opening, grand closing for him soon. It's like he he's, he got that body type. He eat a couple of donuts. He's too big. Yeah, he Zion. Got, that that's the all, main. All his legs is into fucking right now. His legs are just getting legs into his fucking. <laughs> I'm serious. Yo. I got an expression. True, but scroll. That's my new expression. <laughs> man, man. Oh my God. Y'all vicious. Um, it's 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 an interesting conversation, though. I'm not gonna lie. Uh because he I mean, he's he's like 20, 25, 26 points off of like 60% shooting. Like that's his number, and it's like you don't get that. You get that from like a center who get three dunks a game, right? You know what I mean? Like he's he's kept, you know what I'm saying? It's 26 a night off 60% at on a bat. All you gotta do is get him on the court. On a bad night, he might get you 20 off a of 50% shoot. You know what I mean? And that's a bad night for him. Only thing you, he's you, looking you, is his dick and some pussy. But <laughs> let me see. Let me, uh, let me stop. But let me let me um I, I was Jimmy, I was Jimmy trying was, to talk basketball. I was trying, you know. Uh, I tried. Jamie, Jamie, yeah, was, Jamie was a sucker, man. Cause he tried to tell me go. Send the message, go to the thing, and I still got time to go to scroll. I'm about to read the shit. If you let me read the shit, I'll never got to scroll. Yeah, let me see it, Jamie. Let me do my job, Jamie. Stop calling your brother for this. Oh, Jamie, play the clip for this one. Stop calling your brothers and your cousins for every little argument. Because you women sit on social media, you sit around, oh, everybody yes. killing everybody, but you never tell the truth that it's been a thousand shootings and homicides trickle back down to you running your fucking mouth or you calling somebody and exaggerating because you feel disrespected. Stop calling people. You can argue with somebody on the block that said, leave it there. You call your brother, now these niggas going through it the whole summer. And then somebody child die about it. That That's your fault. That's your fault. You can't sit back and say it's not your fault because they went too far. You shouldn't have called them. Yeah. I recently saw a quote from, I think, and I'm going to mess the quote up, but it was from Shahrazad Ali. She said that uh, women are writing checks that they man has the cash or something like that. Well, this could also go for uh, brothers and cousins or whatever, just the, the, the male figure in your life, period. You know, they have, you know, our instinct, yeah. our first job, you know, uh, protect and provide. And, you know, he steps up to the plate, you know, and doesn't have all the information. And, you know, that's what it is, man. You know, you wind up in a tragic situation. I'm, I'm going to tell you something, uh, Derek. She makes sense, but she's wrong. And I'm going to tell you why she's wrong. And I know you're not going to like it. That is the history of the V-I-double-L-E. That's what it is. It's the bill. That's what goes on. No, I'm sorry. No, see, you, 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 listen, these neighbors, the neighborhood is predicated on that and it always has mm. been. That's what it is. I'm going, it's always levels. I'm going to go get such and such. I'm going to whatever like that is always, in other words, it has always been a very contentious environment. 
in, in the 60s and 70s, families came up from the South. There's 11 brothers and sisters. There's 10 million cousins yeah. and this, that, and the third. You yeah. fight one, you fight them all, and you knew the last name. And so what she's trying to say is let's now take some rationale and civility to the situation. But it gets to such a fever pitch. Nobody is taking time to think about that. She's right in what yeah. she's saying. But the truth of the matter is in certain environments, they're going to play that leverage card. And that's just it. And if it's not reconciliation, it's all out war. And do that, you move troops. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's unfortunate she's right, but it just doesn't work like that. You can't really call that off. Mm. So, Kelvin, can I ask, how do we, because I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I'm like, I can't tell you you're wrong because I, I grew up in the hood. And anyway, is there something that can be done about it? Right. Because I, at the end of the day, you're, you're right. She is right. And is there a solution? Is there a thought, a conversation, maybe even just something that could be done to counteract that? Because people are dying off of misinformation. Somebody angry and they want to, you know what I mean? Because now you feel like somebody just violated your family member or your, your ex or your girl. And you want to go out there and protect them and, and, and make sure that the world understands that they should be treated with respect. Because I think it stems from that protect and provide. But now people are getting killed over it and it and it is the history of the community and it's not just this community it happens in other ones too but you know we're talking about us i'm gonna tell you something one of the saddest things i'll share really quickly uh damien one of the young ladies that uh used to be in my youth group working in youth ministry 20 years ago she was raped by her brother's best friend never told her brother because she knew her brother would have killed the guy and been in jail for the rest of his life. That's why she didn't tell. I don't even know what to say to that. I don't even know is the it, you know it, it's the, it, it's just difficult to to say, to hear, to experience. And so um, we asked this question when I was in seminary. I asked this question, and we'll get into this another time. But if you can only help one group in our community, young females or young males, who would you help? And I think the, the answer to your question, Damien, lies in that group that you help, because that group will actually influence the other group. And I think that's what you have to do. So I think that's why we got to we got to we got to kind of compartmentalize the help. What I'm saying is the, the females in the community, I think they would follow the lead of what the, because she's the prize oftentimes or she's the one that everybody's seeking. If she says, hey. You can't mess with me if you out there fighting. You can't mess with me if you ain't got no job. You can't mess with me if you ain't productive, whatever. This yeah. dude is trading the Timberlands and the gold yeah. and the whatever like that and the Grimms for that. So she can kind of like the story of Liz Estrada. She can actually set the bar. And I think if we can start to influence the esteem of our young ladies, tell them what to expect, I think the guys would capitulate. You know what I mean? Because oftentimes, again, these in her example is the females that sending the guys out to do battle. So yeah. if you can send them out there, you can keep them in. And that may be the answer to that, you know? So that's yeah, my, no, thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah. That's a point. Crazy. I don't, I don't want to take up too much time. I know we got more stuff to talk about. Let's, yeah. let's keep it going. But um, yeah, it's, that's a topic. That's a topic. Yeah. That's we a larger discussion. I think we should back. have. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, yeah definitely. We go, we go, we'll circle back to that. Like they say, with we could park it like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that goddamn shit. But anyway. you know how I feel about that. Oh, as soon as I, gosh, my, as soon as I say parking lot, I'm tight. Um, that, they might as well call it the void. You gonna throw that in there? It's never coming back. Right. Here we go, Jamie. Play this clip. Is 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 she correct? Can you play the clip for us, Jamie? 
Oh, she's right. Listen to this. Let me say this. I don't have a problem with the trans community at all, but it's getting ridiculous. If you say as a trans woman, you want to be called her, she, whatever you decide, even though you are a trans woman, if you want to be called her, she, fine, that I'm going to respect that and I'm going to do, I'm going to do that. So me as a woman, if I say don't call me a cis woman, I'm just a woman. You should respect that. I'm not birthing person. I'm not a chest feeder. I'm not a bleeder. I'm a woman. And that's what you're going to refer to me as. And you cannot ask for respect while disrespecting women. And that's what we get for trying to be allies. Shit, look now, now they just trying to wipe us out. Now look at us looking stupid. So I always believe if you want to ask somebody to treat you a certain way, you should be comfortable enough and and understanding enough if that that same treatment is asked of you to want to do it, because that's how you you know, they say you give respect to get respect. So if somebody says, oh, call me this and I'm like, oh, can you call me that? We should and we can agree on that. Then then there should be no problem. Right. And it has to be. No, I'm sorry, Damien. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just saying. But if it is a problem, then then it, it, it you know, yeah. I'm I'm gonna just let you take it. I, I, and then there also has to be another lane, which is the lane I'm in, and it's it's an unpopular lane, and it's one that people are not gonna like. Um, I am not going to call you a trans woman. I'm gonna call you a male or 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 a female, depending on which you was born as. That's just my perspective. Now, I do need to respect your perspective, and I think to your point, you have to respect mine. So if one of you guys up here say, you know what, I identify as a car, regardless if you feeling that way, you just going to be a black man to me. And that's just it. You see what I'm saying? Now, you can put an emblem on your forehead to say BMW means nothing to me. And that's just how I feel about it. Now, at the end of the day, your, your side, you'd be out there running in the middle of the Bell Parkway. That's fine. That's up to you. What I'm saying is you're just going to be a dude that's running that think he a car. And that's how I feel about it. It's no disrespect because I think what happens is who you are should not be predicated on your sexuality. So right. I don't need to go out there and wear a flag to say I'm heterosexual. I don't need to go wear a flag to say I'm a black man. That's just who I am. And if you don't acknowledge that or recognize it, so be it. I'm not going to sit there and fight you over that. And I think that community needs to understand that. That is the bottom line. A man that dresses like a woman, a man that looks like a woman, a man that feels like a woman is still a man to me. And that's just it. And that's best I can tell you, but I'm never going to try to hurt nobody's feelings or disrespect anybody, but that's just how I feel. Mm -hmm. about it. So we all have to feel like we feel. Yeah. I would want to walk around the world, you know, um, you know, feeling one way or what have you and uh, about myself. And that's cool. But just having people lie to me, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I know you feel a certain way about me and I know, obviously what's out here, I just want, want people lying to me all the time, dog. I know you, 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 it's like you, you, uh, what do you call it? You're coercing people to say things that they really don't believe. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, if you believe it, fine. You know what I'm saying? If you don't believe it, fine. But I don't want you lying to me, man. You know what I'm saying? You don't dig me, fine. You don't dig me, man. Derek, you know, uh, you know, you married, you out here, you, you know, you loving on your wife and all of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? You know, it, it, I think, I think that's whack. I think whatever. I right, then fine. You know what I'm saying? You jealous, fine. You know what I mean? Whatever that is. 
But I wouldn't want people just, point. you know, we walking around people, man. Just, just I don't want to be around fake people. I don't want people being fake around me. And you're forcing people to be fake around you. You know what right. I'm saying? And then you're wondering why you don't trust people. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, you know, it's to me, it's just to me, it's just because I ain't gonna front. They beating us in the head with the with the with the rainbow and the pride. I ain't gonna front. I'm sorry. It's just beating us in the head. It's just it's, it's everywhere and it's just a lot. I mean. It's just, all right, it's who you are. People should not be fighting people because they don't like gay people. People shouldn't be disrespecting. But at the end of the day, I don't need it in my face 24-7. How about if you're a plumber, whether you're gay or not, can you fix them pipes? That's all. That's it. Ain't nobody got to put your picture in the frame. Ain't nobody got to celebrate you because that is just what it is. You know what I'm saying? You are who you are. I'm proud to be a black man, whatever like that. I don't have to tell the whole world every day I'm proud to be a black man. It's what it is. And we've gone through more oppression than anybody because we can't camouflage it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? They don't give a crap. We identify yeah. as you just black. So yeah. hands up. Don't shoot. <laughs> That's it. I mean, nothing to talk about. Yep. Okay. And obviously, yeah. this will be my last show after this, of course. Who <laughs> 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 nah, is this me? Is this is everybody with the feelings thing now? Everything's a feeling. I feel this. I feel that way. I feel threatened. You know, it's like, God damn, everybody, the feels we react to everybody's feelings. That's what's going to be. Right. Right. Like, come on, man. This is, I mean, I want, yeah. no harm to any kind of any person, but it's like, damn, the feelings thing. Like, oh, I feel threatened because you had your voice tone was up. Like, what? Right. Like, <laughs> whatever like, happened right, in you know? your bedroom is on you. It's that's on all. you. It's your right. business. That's, that's all. That's all. That's all it is. It's your business. You know, yeah. keep it there. Heterosexual too. Keep it there. You ain't gotta be if you got a teenager or something, you ain't gotta be draped all over somebody in the street, whatever like that. You love somebody, some of that stuff, that public display of affection is, is fronting a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to do all yeah, that. Yeah, you got a good point. You know sometimes it's a little extra, you know what I mean? You yeah, that's all you trying to show you trying, trying, trying to show us or prove it to you. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Even that, yeah, you're right. You know, what's Sean say right there? Sean says on 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 a country level, they are neutral and allow new science-based definitions to be created by the citizens. This is why most Muslim countries are growing exponentially. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting point. Yeah, I mean, I I there's gonna be varying opinions and experiences and, and feelings and all that stuff, but I, I I do always err on the side of like if you want respect, try to give it. Um, and if you don't agree, like not everybody needs to agree on everything. Not everybody needs to like each other. You don't need to wish anybody ill will. You don't need to try to cause anybody harm. You don't never even need to try to become a, a deterrent in somebody's happiness and whatever makes them happy, make you happy. But, um, if you're trying to impede or impose, then there, there is something there that needs to be discussed. So I, I wish yeah. everybody safety and happiness, but I also don't, I, I also would like people to wish that on me. But right. like you said, Kelvin, being black, there's a half of the world at, at the minimum ain't wishing that on me just <laughs> off of that word alone. So yeah, it, some yeah, people they feel like you either praise our community or you're a detractor. I don't mm -hmm. want either way, I'm indifferent. So yep. you know what I'm saying? I'm not praising it because I'm not into the lifestyle, but I'm not a detractor because you have a right to live your life. Mm -hmm. And I have a right to not want to hear about it, by the way. Quick, quick yeah, question. That... Quick question. Um, do you think this makes people regret being an ally? I think um... I, I think some women are starting to are starting to feel a certain kind of way. I, I think that's gonna happen. I think that's gonna happen after a while. You know, the way they I think because now they now yeah. they direct competition in a way that they weren't with 
you know, biological men. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like you shooting yourself in the foot somewhat, but you got to wait for them to get to that, you know, when they get there. I, I think there was an inherent desire to support people with varying feelings, ideologies, identities, and things like that. But I think, and I, I don't know if it makes people regret it, but sometimes there's a line, right? So when you start redefining everybody else, it, 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 I think some people's like, hey, wait a minute. Like, I support you identifying however, don't change my identity. You know what I mean? Don't now change the language of defining who I am. If you want to be comfortable in how you define yourself, allow me to be comfortable allow, uh, uh, on how I define myself. And I think that that is, that is if there are people with, with problems, with issues, maybe regrets being allies or, or reconsidering their thoughts, that might be where it stems from. Like, because honestly, it's, 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 um, you know, imagine be, imagine being around, you talking to some people and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they say, and, and you this, and you're like, wait, I'm not any of that. I, I'm me. Like you could, I, I'm supporting you, but now don't start pointing the finger at me. I got your back. You know what I'm saying? Like what, why, why now I got to change my entire identity or what you tell me what my identity is. And I can't tell you what your identity is. So, you know what I mean? I think that's the, that's the, that's the problem. But who, who am I to speak on it? I, I don't identify as trans. Yeah. That's not the community I um, uh, identify with and um, am a part of. So maybe we'll get a trans person to come in and speak on it. Yeah. That's just, you know, the sister pointed her, pointed it out. She said, if, if you, if we all going to be women, we all going to be women. Now nah, I'm not a woman. I don't know how you feel about it. You know what I mean? But she says, if we're going to be women, we're all women. I don't all of a sudden become a cis woman. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. something like that. She has a way that she has the right to define herself the same way you have the right to define yourself. You know what I mean? And if she has to respect your definition, you damn sure got to respect hers, which has been around longer and is more widely accepted. Let's just be honest about it. You know what I mean? So um, Nikisha says, I already feel a way when they manufacture monthly cramps, monthly cramps. And I consider you as a woman, maybe. Yo, and and. Are there people signing up for that? Because I, I've heard it. I'm not yeah, a woman, but I've heard the pain. It, it's it's not something bro, you want. Like, who's signing up for that? This is the thing why I say certain things is mental health, because I hate when they say, yo, when, when the trans person say they're ovulating. Bro, you don't have the... You don't, no, your, come your, on. Hard, your hard way ain't that. Like, this, I don't care how you, you feel. You say that? That's like that, that. Mm. Yeah, the, the one that tried... You saw the clip. I don't, I don't think... I think we might have put it in the in uh, group chat, a private group chat, that the guy's trying to... The transgender person trying to breastfeed. Bro, you don't have that... Yeah, bro. You don't you have it. Do the plumbing's not there. Yeah. Oh my God, EOT. Booty cramps. <laughs> I knew it couldn't go on night. She gotta get a scroll, goddamn. She gotta get a scroll. <laughs> son. What's up, E? E, what up, baby? But no, but I like that's the part. Like, if I went around right now and said, damn it, know what? I feel like a tree and I just start shaking and shit everywhere. Mm. Y'all gonna think I'm fucking crazy. They're all gonna call the fucking people to take me in. You know what I'm because, but what I'm saying is that's that because when the fronting goes too far, and that's what it is, the fronting is going too far. Then what happens is we all got to play the role. We all so I got to be sitting next to a woman at the urologist's office, right? Like, come on, we know we already know what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Manuel says, uh, I agree with you, Damien. If someone is not giving me the same respect that I give them, I don't deal with that person anymore. I'm not going back and forth with anyone about how they want to call me. You know, um, can I say Emmanuel's uh, a friend of mine, 20 years, still can't spell my name. This is this is this is I'm offended <laughs> now. We're going to change the entire topic. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm sure Not I'm hoping cool. it was autocorrect. I'm yeah. hoping it was autocorrect because she's going to get a phone call. I'm, uh, 
Right. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, Damien, we got we got a, a, a dynamic sister coming in since we're on the topic of women. Um, you know, born women. <laughs> we got that big sister coming in tonight. Now, David, can you bring our next guest and tell, tell people about this sister we got coming on tonight? All right. So I just want to tell you a little bit about who we got coming tonight. Um, Saida Garrett Guess is a strategy guru. She helps individuals reach new heights in their business and finances. You know, as a businesswoman, she's consulted several celebrities and Fortune 500 firms in the financial, education, entertainment, and resources sector. Um, Saida was named top 500 in the industry, recognized by both Transamerica Financial Advisors and Anthony Tony Robbins, author of Money Master the Game. Um, <clears throat> she's helped thousands of business owners, families, and individuals, helping them to improve their financial understanding, financial outlook, and reach financial goals. She founded uh, the Young and Financially Lit um company to help provide unbiased financial education to communities traditionally overlooked by larger financial institutions. Thank you for that. Her company's mission is to perpetuate and restore economic stability across communities. Um, she's an amazing individual. Uh, please take this time to listen to everything she's saying. Um, um, and can we give a warm welcome to Saida Garrett Guess? Thank you. Say yeah. you on mute. Can you hear me now? Yes. 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 Okay. Gotcha. Hi guys. Thanks, David. I appreciate that intro. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, thank you for taking the time. Um, can I start with a quick question? Sure. Um, so, can you explain young and financially lit? What's the meaning behind it? What's the perp? You know. Yeah, that's a that's a great question to start with. So, in working in the finance industry for over a decade, one of the things my clients will always say in our sessions is like, "Man, I wish I knew this when I was younger. I wish I knew this was when I was younger." And so, young and financially lit came from the fact that these are the things that we need to know when we're younger. And it doesn't matter what age you are, you still need to learn this. So young and financially lit is a play on literate. Mm. Nice. So, nice. So I need a, uh, first of all, thank you for joining us again. Um, what I would like to know is this, there, there seems to be um, a strategy when it comes to finance. And some people try to fly under the radar, but it seems like I, I heard the expression, if you don't have a plan for your money, someone else does. It seems like whether it's credit card companies, high interest rates, someone is trying to lead you into a ditch somewhere and you've got to navigate. What is the, the biggest thing that you could say that a person needs to do when they really are not comfortable in the space of finance? But obviously, they have to deal with it. What, what is your, your first suggestion? Uh, what is the, 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 I guess, the foundation of finance? Yeah, so I would say the foundation really is understanding where you're going and having a goal. One of the hardest questions when, I, when I'm sitting down with my clients is I'm asking them, so what's your goal? What's your short-term goals? Next one to three years. One to three years, they can run a list off. Okay, midterm goals, three to seven years. It starts to get a little dry, you know, a little hum. Seven plus years, long-term goals is almost crickets. And what we know is that wealthy people have the ability to see the future and work backwards. And so for most of us, we've never really set goals for ourselves, pass, go to school, get a good job, work really hard. That's oh, it. And gotcha. so 
we got to start thinking about what are we trying to accomplish? Because there's so much coming at us and you hit it right on the head, right? Everybody has a plan for our money, but if you don't have a plan for your money, then guess what? You're just following the plans that everybody else has from you and you never really end up achieving what it is you set out to do. So you want to make sure that you can understand where you are, where you're trying to go, and then come up with a game plan that's going to get you from point A to point B. Thank you. Great so, point. Great point. Hey, Saida, uh, how you doing? It's a pleasure to meet you. Um, I'm really uh, looking forward to this conversation. Uh, as a middle-aged man, all right, 50-plus, all right, and uh, we have many 50-plus people who are looking and watching and hopefully listening. Um, some of us, uh, you know, we've, we've lived a long life. You know, we've, 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 we've done a lot of things. We've crammed a lot of uh, experiences in 50 years. Some up, some down. We've been up, we've been down. But let's say you're down right now, all right? Mm -hmm. And uh, you're looking at 50 years old. You don't quite have the energy you used to have. And maybe, you know, you went through some things financially and you're figuring out, damn, what am I going to do? You know, yeah. um, um, you know, so what, what what's the first thing that you would uh, you would tell a 50 plus person uh, to take care of with regard to, let's say, having some out, you know, what, what, what should what should they base their future financial outlook on? Or what should they first thing they should? Why can I think? <laughs> What's the first thing that they should do uh, to to uh, to to look out for themselves financially? Yes, I think one of the first things you want to do is take an inventory of where you are. A lot of times we think that we are worse off than where we truly are. And so you have to really take an inventory of what do you have going on? So, you know, when you're talking about people right now who are currently 50 and older, that's really like your generation X, right? So there's generation X and that generation has been through a lot. You know, they've lived downturns, they've lived crises, they've lived so much where they've seen their retirements wiped out in 2001. They've seen it happen to them again in 2008. And then they're currently going through another downturn and they're now thinking about retirement. So you really have to take an inventory of where you are, right? What do you currently have? And sometimes that means piecing the, the parts together. So maybe I worked at a job for 10 years and I no longer work there. And oh, I did contribute to a retirement plan there. Let me see what that looks like. Let me take a look at what I'm going to get from Social Security because your generation actually probably still will qualify for that part of Social Security. So it's really taking an inventory of where you are and you'll find out that you're probably not as bad as you think you are. But a lot of times we have our eyes like this, right? We're covered up. We don't want to peel the Band-Aid off. But once we get that Band-Aid peeled off, we can see where you are. Then we can actually take action steps moving forward to get you closer to where you want to be. Saida, thank you for coming on again, sister. Um, real quick question. Can you please explain the difference between the will and the trust of people and what's the important, how important the trust of the hat? Mm -hmm. So the simple way to think about it is a will is a document that tells people who gets what. A trust is an entity that says what they can do with the what. That makes sense? A will simply says who gets what. When you set a will, it's public knowledge, so anybody can have access to it. It can be contested, so if somebody doesn't like what you put in that will, they can say, you know what? Uh, the mom didn't really mean to put that in there. 
And also a will doesn't give you any control. So if you leave anybody something, once they get, once they receive that asset, they can do whatever it is they want to do with it. Now a trust on the, on the other hand is an actual entity. So it's something that's set up apart from yourself, similar to like an LLC is an actual entity. And in that trust, you can say who gets what with your items, but more importantly, you get control. So it's private. It does not have to be public knowledge. Any assets that you place in a trust do not have to go through the probate process, which probate is where your debt collectors get paid first. Okay. If you owe anybody any money, it goes directly to your family and you have that control where you can set standards. So now you can say Johnny can get the house, but Johnny can't sell the house. Mary can have this lump sum of money, but she has to use that money to go to school or go to college. So a will says who gets what, and a trust says what they can do with the what that you give. And also, can you explain the difference in price? Because a lot of people fear going to a trust because it costs a couple of dollars mm -hmm. and compared to what a will can cost. And do you think it's good, like those uh, will.coms and those places like that trust, do you think it's good that or sitting down with an actual attorney that does that, do that kind of work? Yeah, I mean, I think worst case scenario, get something in writing. Because what we have to understand is that our right to transfer assets is a law. It's not a natural birth given right. So it's not like you just get to say, I want to give my possessions to someone else. There's a law that this country has that says, here's, you are able to do that. So when you don't have a will in place, you are literally forfeiting your right of saying who's supposed to get all of your stuff. So you don't want to give that right up. So get something worst case scenario. But in addition to that, you want to get something that's specific to you and your needs based on what you have. Wills are handled at the state level. So that means your state has specific guidelines around how assets can be transferred down. So you want to have it state specific. You want to have it specific to what it is you're trying to accomplish. There's different versions and languages that can go in that, whether you have children, whether you're married. So working with a professional is really going to help you um, streamline and tailor it to what it is you actually need. Plus, it's not as simple as like, I know um, in my family, we used to do this thing, like you just write it down on a piece of paper and put it in the Bible. And that's your <laughs> That's the everybody family. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a lot more than that. Like a will is gonna compromise your financial power of attorneys, your health power of attorneys, your advanced health directives. It's gonna assign guardianship for your children, both financial guardianship, physical and legal guardianship. So there's so much more to it than simply writing down who gets my house or who gets my car. So working with the professional helps you cover all your bases, but in worst case scenario, get something. Saida, um, you know, I just started, you know, I don't, I'm not married. I don't have children, but my nieces and nephew, I'll probably, if I don't get married, um, obviously I would leave everything to them. And so recently someone came to me and said, Hey, you know, I got life insurance for them. And then someone was like, you know, you can get insurance that will pay off the mortgage as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm starting to notice that how a lot of communities pass on wealth is they make sure that there's no debt that's passed on. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a discipline with that because I was speaking to someone about it. They's like, yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't be here to enjoy that. <laughs> so there's I don't know if there's like this, this, you know, selfishness or ignorance about it. But can you speak on the importance of trying to make sure that you handle next generation something better than you had to work with yeah so um calvin let me ask you this 
Yes. If somebody gave you $10,000, would you be mad? No. What if they gave you $100,000, would you be mad? No. If I gave you a dollar right now, would you be upset? Oh, this that old bull. Now let me stop. Yeah, no, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> it might be a little weird. Like, why? <laughs> right. So the point I'm trying to make is nobody's upset when you leave them something, regardless of what it is. Where people get frustrated is what happens in most of our communities is that we don't leave anything. We don't pass down wealth. We pass down trauma. Mm. So when we're thinking about somebody passing away, it's like an anxiety attack. Where's the insurance? Where's the payment? Yep. What's right. going to happen? You know, it's a tax lien on the house. It's a past due water bill. You know, there's always something. It's never an enjoyable process. Somebody's arguing, fighting, families torn apart. It's never enjoyable. And so right. we have to start saying, I'm no longer going to pass down trauma, but I'm going to pass down the building blocks that I have. And it may not be a million dollars, $3 million, but whatever you have, it's yours. It's your stuff. And if I just had one brick to stand on that gives me a, a bump up to the next level, that's a lot better than being at ground zero. If I had 10 bricks to stand on, that's a lot better than starting over from ground zero. Far too often, we're just starting again and again and again. Like the same struggles we have to go through, same struggles our parents went through. Meaning like if you if your parents owned a home, they had to struggle to save up to get that home. You probably had to struggle to get, to get up to save your home. If your parents went to college, they had to take out loans to go to college. You probably had to take out loans to go to college. Like we're repeating the same struggles. But what we're missing is the mindset and the tools to actually build so that the next generation can start from a level that we finished at. Right. And what we think is that if we leave something and this is a mindset we got to change. If we leave something. They're going to be spoiled. Yep. Mm. They're going to have a silver spoon in their mouth. Let me right. tell you, life is, yeah. life is hard either way. Yep. But we have to give the next generation new struggles to deal with. Instead of them struggling, trying to buy a house, let them struggle with, you know, owning investment properties. If you already leave them investment properties, then let them struggle with, you know, acquiring a hotel. If you're already leaving them, you know, money to go to school and go to college, let them struggle with starting a business. Most of us don't even really get to lift our heads up to think about what we want to do until we unbury ourselves from the debt, the getting started, getting on our feet. And then we look up, you know, now we're 40, 50. And it's like, oh, I probably can do something where other cultures are getting that step up at 18, at 21. Mm -hmm. so that's just the mindset right. you have to start having. Mm. Uh, well said. Well said. So, Jamie, can you go to some of the viewer questions, please? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your tease says, uh, she has a question. Worst case scenario, a notarized letter can count as a will. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, it can, depending again, depending on your state laws, but with a will, whether it's a notarized letter or an actual will, easy to be contested, right? It's easy to be contested. So if you have a notarized letter, somebody can question when it was notarized. Uh, that letter can disappear, especially if it's not filed with the uh, orphan court or the wills and register, depending on your state, what they call it. So there's plenty of cases. There's multiple wills that can come up. I've had 
personal situations like that where there's multiple versions of the will, but we don't know what to do. So worst case scenario, um, you can do that. But, you know, if you're if you're going to go worst case, at least go to a legal Zoom document, something of that nature so that you can have it formalized. But honestly, talking to somebody really is going to be the best one. The best way. Okay. Saida, let me ask you a question. What mm -hmm. is an estate? What's the difference between a trust and uh, a will and an estate? Because I know you explained that the will and you explained the trust. What's an estate? Yep. So an estate, this is, this. I'm glad you asked that question. So when you're talking about an estate, I used to think an estate was like a huge house, right? They had a wraparound driveway and 34 bedrooms. Okay. But an estate really is everything that you own. So it's all the money that you have plus everything that you own and anything that you have an interest in. That is an estate. So that's including any cash that you may have, any property that you may own, including real property. Property is real estate. It's um, your belongings, your items, and anything you may have an interest in refers to business interest. I may not own this, but I'm an investor in it, mm -hmm. right? I don't, I don't own Apple, but I have stock in Apple. I have interest in Apple. That's mm -hmm. what an estate is. So all of us have an estate. Each and every one of us have an estate. Now, the values may be different, but we all have an estate. And yeah. so when you're talking about having an estate plan, it's having a plan for your stuff, for your items. Oh, great, great answer. Um, I have a question. Um, so I've read somewhere, you know, you see a lot of things online that, that like, let's say the current president, Joe Biden, he has like seven life insurance policies that he's paying into. So uh, could you explain a little bit to me and the viewers about life insurance and what is the, I guess, what would be the interest or goal in those multiple policies? Why would somebody have five or six, seven life insurance policies? And also the difference between the whole and, and term life, so people understand it. And how can you roll them into your trust? Oh, that's he, a lot. Didn't hit me a lot. I, yeah. had a, I had a piggyback on my brother's question. I got, I got jumped just now. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> you know, you got to have fun with this stuff because it's something that we need to talk about. It could be like daunting, but I don't know. It gets me excited. So let's start with having multiple policies. Having multiple policies really is just going to narrow down to the goals that you have, what you're trying to accomplish. So um, I always tell people that you should have at least two policies. One policy for your final expenses, that's to bury you, take care of any situations you have. And then another policy that's left for an inheritance for your family. So what happens for the most times, if we have insurance, we normally have one policy. And we take that one policy to, when somebody passed away, we get that one policy and policies don't pay out right away, especially larger policies, right? It make it could take two weeks, three weeks, sometimes a month, especially depending on when the person passed away in relation to when they got the policy. So what we do is we take this policy, we take it to the funeral home, and what do we do? What do we show the funeral home? The policy. The policy. And we show them mm -hmm. the policy as proof of payment. Like, hey, we have the money to pay when it comes in. That is equivalent to taking a check to a car dealership and saying, I have $100,000 to spend on a car. 
What do you think gotcha. they're going to sell you? They're going to sell you the $100,000 car. $100,000 car. Yep. So when we do that, essentially we're saying, hey, we have a policy for $200,000. They're going to be trying to sell you a heated blanket Rolls Royce casket. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and that's their job. It's business. So you want to have one policy that is simply for your final expense. Nothing big, you know, 50,000, 20,000 and a and that policy should be something that pays out within like 24 to 48 hours. So that way you can get the cash and you can actually have negotiating power when you go into the funeral. Right? So it's I don't have much money, but what can we do with X, Y, and Z? And that money pays out faster. Then your actual larger life insurance policy, that's to cover the issues for your estate. So it's to cover any debts that you may owe. It's to replace the income that you leave behind or that's going to be left when you're no longer here for your family and loved ones, especially if you have somebody dependent on it. It's to pay off the mortgage for the house because either you pay the mortgage off or the bank comes and pick it up. You got to decide which one you want. And then it's to take care of, especially if you have young children, um, either their education expenses, which could be college, buying a house, starting a business, or just simply leaving a legacy. So at least having those two policies is where you want to start. Now, when you get into multiple policies, now that's because people have different goals. And so when you talk about, I'm saying it right, demand. Yep. Thank you, uh, sister. You ain't call me Desmond. You ain't call me Demon. I love you. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got called Demon. I was on a panel earlier today, and the person called me Desmond. I was like, God damn, son. <laughs> Listen, my name is Saida, so I I understand. Thank you. you feel my pain. You feel my pain. <laughs> um, but I love our I love our big bold beautiful name. So that that's a different conversation. So when you're talking about the difference between a whole life policy and a term policy. It's actually a permanent policy and a term policy. It's incorrectly quoted as whole life and term, where it should be permanent and term. So whole life is the original type of permanent policy. Permanent just means it doesn't expire and you actually own it. Term means it does expire and you're only renting it. Mm -hmm. And so you have to think about... Um, as far as owning a home, and I, I, I compare life insurance to real estate a lot. As far as owning a home, when you own a home and that home can appreciate in value, you get equity in that home. Same thing when you own a life insurance policy, a permanent policy. It can accrue cash value. So you'll have some people that use that cash value to get the equity, the same way you buy a real estate property. I know I'm going to buy this property at a cheaper rate and it's going to appreciate later on in life. I may sell it. I may refinance it. I may use it for retirement planning, whatever the case may be. Same thing. People can use a permanent policy that way. So Damien, to your question, you know, they may have an additional policy that they're using for retirement supplement. Mm -hmm. They may have an additional policy that they're using to fund the college for their families or loved ones, right? Their children's. They may have a policy that's solely for legacy. I don't plan on touching mm -hmm. any of that money there. I just want to make sure that I want to leave as much tax-free money as possible in my legacy. Mm -hmm. So now, once you get past those first two types of policies, it's really based on your goals, what you're trying to right. accomplish. I may have a term policy, one set aside just to pay off my house. I may have another term policy that if I have young children, you know, especially in cases of blended families, 
if I have young children, I have a separate policy that just goes to, um, you know, let's say the, the, the parent of your young child, right? Let's say you're married, but you have children outside of marriage and they're mm -hmm. still young. You may say, I have a policy that goes to the parent of my young child that I'm not married to. Because if something mm -hmm. happens to me, I don't want to mix that money. Can you imagine a drama? I think right. you're talking about my, right. about my side children. I think you know? I know. I was like, I should know about my kids on the side. So, you, so Zion need about four of those, you know basically. I mean? That's what <laughs> I'm saying. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, also, could you mention to some people, because I realize some people get this late, it matters when you get it, the age you are also, that you get mm -hmm. life insurance. I, I recently spoke to somebody who's you know, about to hit 70 with a bad heart. And they're like, I'm, I, I want to get insurance. And obviously, you know, they're running into a lot of problems, pre-existing conditions. So if you can speak on that, just for those that don't know why it's important to kind of forego the Louis Vuitton belt at 20 and maybe go ahead and invest in the future. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, life insurance, the cost of insurance is based on your age, your health, your risk factors, your family history. And so... Most wealthy people get a policy for their kids as young as 15 days old. Wow. Right? When you're 15 days old and you have a social security number, you can actually get a policy. That's because it's the cheapest it's ever going to be. They're healthy for the most part, no conditions. They haven't done anything reckless or crazy. And they don't put no bills in their kids' name, no light bills or nothing at 15 no, days old? Okay. They put life insurance policies in there. Got name. you. Okay. Got you. And so that's what happens. <laughs> but for a lot of us, like you mentioned, you know, we find out about this later on in life. And so by then, life has happened, right? We might have gained a little weight, back hurt, heart issues, concerns. You know, maybe we got in trouble with the law. There's just some things that when we learn about this stuff, it's too late. And so we have to start educating, which is why I really commend you guys for having this platform and, you know, talking about topics like this, because the more people learn it, the more they understand it. Now we get more people doing it sooner, doing it faster. Right. And a lot of times we fall into what I call the term trap. And what I mean by that is we'll say, like, we have I have insurance at my job. That's one of the biggest things I hear. I have insurance at my job. But when you have insurance through your employer, you don't own that insurance. Your employer owns that insurance. That's called group insurance. So once you leave, whether they ask you to leave, you leave on your own or you retire, you can't take that with you. So mm -hmm. if you work somewhere for 30, 40 years going off of your employer's insurance, now when you retire at 65, you're trying to get insurance, but you 65, back hurt, knees don't work the same, you done been through some stuff, the cost of insurance is so high and you're on a fixed income mm. now. So you want to have something that you own outside of your employer, but also get the employer insurance too. It's a nice cherry on top. It's a nice to have, right? But don't solely depend on that. Marie Shirley, Marie Shirley, how do you suggest handling the death slash burial of loved ones without any type of life insurance. Important conversation appreciated. Thanks fish fry, fish fry, fish fry. <laughs> yeah, you know, when you have somebody that passes away and they don't have any life insurance, they don't have a plan, that's a real burden on the family. And um, 
it's unfortunate. Instead of us really thinking about, you know, how great this person was and all that they did, we in the casket like, you mother sucker. You know what I had to <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, we are whispering in that casket like, you know, you know I didn't have to give up my emergency fund to get you here. And I had to sell some tickets. Um, but it's it's really a burden on on your loved ones to be left in that position. So if you have somebody in your family that doesn't have insurance, right? These are the conversations that we need to start having and holding them accountable to get it because no, it's not going to fall on them. They're going. It's going to fall on you. Right? And yeah. then you got to, you know, like I think you know, about like oh. <laughs> you're trying to you're trying to mourn your loved one and then you got to go beg for money. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that happens yeah. all the time. And I think people have to understand the emotional side of death. You know, I was talking to my niece about it. I said, you know, if, if something happened, when something happens to me or whatever the case is, you all will get an individual check and it'll be a, a great, you know, over six figures or whatever. You're going to get a piece. And she's like, but that sounds so morbid. I said, one of two things, either I'm going to die and leave nothing or I'm going to die and leave something. And I know it's hard to separate people like, oh, my uncle's a sex symbol. He's going to be here forever. No, one day, <laughs> one, one day, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, the Lord going to call me home. That's what it's going to be. So I, I think the biggest thing someone told me many years ago, and this guy was a broker. He said a lot of times and he was in our community, he said a lot of times he said, if I have white clients, they're like, oh, I want my kids to learn about this. Black clients, I don't want them in there. They don't need to know my business. And that right mm. there has been a divide that we we don't educate. We need to start. My father told me many years ago, he said, one day I'm going to rely on your strength. Mm. And that's what we have to understand in our community. I think that's somewhere we, we missed the mark. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. And that's that's true. Somebody said, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, 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 I'm on my so, right now. <laughs> you know, when the September come, I'm right again. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um, so Saida, like I uh just a question. What is I guess one of the biggest myths or maybe some some misconception that a lot of people have about financial literacy in general? So we don't have to talk specifically about, you know, wills and trusts, but what's one of the things you encounter a lot in your work um with educating people and providing services for people so they can do better? Yeah. I think one of the biggest myth or misconceptions is that they know it all. Mm. You know, um, a lot of a lot of us have come in contact with this disease called comfortable. And, mm. you know, we say things like, I'm good. Mm. I'm comfortable. And I always ask the question, good in comparison to what? Mm good in comparison to what? And we haven't really gone into depth of what it takes or what it will take for us to retire, for us to no longer have to hustle every single day. But yet we see it happening. We see people, and we all know people like this who work their entire lives, get to retirement and don't have anything to show for it. Mm -hmm. You know, you have some cultures and communities where the parents go live with the kids to help out with the children. And then they go back home. And then you have some cultures and communities where the parents have to go live with the kids, but work their entire life because they didn't really understand what it will take. They didn't understand about Medicare. 
and what that looks like. And somebody put health as well, right? That's a big thing. The cost of healthcare goes up and up every single year. And so, you know, we all know somebody that has a home healthcare aid, you know, of some sorts. The question is, and we don't know this, but if you make more than $2,100 a month, you do not qualify yeah. to have Medicare pay for, well, Medicaid pay for your home health care. So what's the game plan? Because those services are expensive, right? How do you plan for that? People don't realize that health insurance, the cost of health insurance is going to cost a lot of money later on in life. Right now, your employer is bundling it all together for you. But when you qualify for Medicare, once you turn 65, only part A is free. And part A just gets you a hospital bed. Yep. Part B, you got to pay for. That's a doctor. You better move to New York. You better move. <laughs> that free insurance, <laughs> goddamn. Y'all got free insurance in New York? Maybe hang with these Russians and Jews like me. I know how to get around this. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You hang, you move to New York, you got to deal with the air quality, so you're gonna get to the hospital even anyway. We're gonna leave that alone. Yeah, it's, bad, uh, it's a bad that's trade the subject. Thank you for, 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 for that. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, we have you on. Let me ask you a question. How did you get so interested and passionate about finance in your life? Yeah, so for me, I was actually very bad with finances. Like, and, and let me clarify that I had the basic lessons of finance. Work hard for your money, save it, be a giver, pay your bills on time. Those are my basic lessons. By the time I was 21, I was out earning my parents by three times. And I remember being in rooms. And when I got my first 401k, I had no idea what they were talking about. I looked over to the guy on, next to me, and he was an actual rocket scientist. His name is Jay. Only rocket scientist I've ever met. And I'm like, Jay, what you put? Because I didn't understand anything. And Jay told me what to put. And what Jay put was wrong. So I'm like, dang, this is harder than rocket science. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, but I was I was making six figures and broke. And At 21? Uh-huh. And I hated being middle class. Middle class was like the worst class you, you, you could be. I made too much money. For any government support, which is where I came from, but yet not enough money to really live my goals and dreams. Mm. And so nobody at that time, I said, I'm only 21. Like, I'm just getting started. I'm only going to make more. I'm only going to encounter more. Nobody could tell me that. You know, Demond, to your point, they could tell me all the back loopholes, but I didn't qualify for any. Like, buying my first property was the hardest thing I ever did. Constantly hearing, you don't qualify, you don't qualify. Some people in here might not talk, you don't qualify. No first-time home buyers, no the area I wanted to move in, no FHA. Like I'm like, what in the world? They could teach me how to qualify for all the low-income stuff, but there was nobody who could teach me how to get to the next level. And so I said, I have to learn this for myself. So as I started learning it for myself, people were like, what you doing? And then I realized that it's not just good for me to teach people without helping them implement, because that just causes frustration. Because people have all this knowledge, but they don't know how to actually go do it. And the best way for me was to infiltrate the industry, 
to be on the other side to say, let me educate you, but let me also walk you through the process so that you know you have somebody, you have an ally. I heard you talk about that earlier today, right? But, but you have an ally, you have somebody who understands what it's like to be where you are, but also let me show you what I did to get to the other side as well too. So that's how I kind of got started. I was really bad and I said, I got to do something about this. So how, like, real quick, how much, like, for, uh, outside your job, how much in typical insurance costs for somebody? I, I'm going to just give a scenario. If you get old like me, and then you, like, have a little health, that COVID thing made my insurance go, once you got those pre-health conditions, my insurance went from paying private, say you're paying $75 a month, to $100-something a month. But how much would it cost for somebody pretty healthy at, say, age 30? Yes, yeah, so it's a lot of factors that go into that. It depends on which type of policy you're buying and what you're doing. But the overall, if you're looking at something simple like a term policy, you could get a million dollar term policy for a few hundred bucks, not even like a hundred and some change. Yeah, not so even far off. Let me ask you a question. Another thing, like so, if like say like Derek has young children, like high school, middle school, right, something like that, Derek. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Middle school. Yeah. Should he start a whole life policy for them now? And um, and then like, how much you like? What? How much would he put into it? Like, he got a middle school kid and a high school kid. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So definitely, a permanent policy would be great for them. So anybody under I mean, the I age, keep saying whole life. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, I got you, I got you back. Yeah. <laughs> um, anybody under the age of 18 cannot own a term policy. They can only have a permanent policy unless they're a rider on your policy. So they would have to get a permanent policy. And that's really great for them to have because they lock in that cost of insurance for the rest of their life, right? That's locked in. So if you can get them a policy, like I got my daughter her first policy when she was three, you know, and that's not just planning for her, but it's also planning for her kids, right? So you get wow. two for the price of one because she's going to get to use the cash value inside of it but also, once she has children and she's no longer here, they also are going to get the death benefit that's going to pay out. And I started hers with as little as $50. I'm literally wow. planning two generations for less than $50 a month. You probably oh. spent more in that in Robux and, I don't know, mall trips or something like that. Strip nice. club, strip club, strip club. <laughs> and I asked one oh last one. Let me ask one last one, Sierra. This is my last question. He always, say, I, that. He always say that shit. It ain't his last question. <laughs> no, I just... <laughs> if I'm correct, Saida Garrett is also the woman that wrote Man in the Mirror for Michael Jackson. Am I right? The same name? It's red. Is, is that one of the reasons you hyphenated the name? Is that it? Because I, I, when, we, when I heard that Saida Garrett was coming on the show... I thought it was that Saida Garrett that, um, and she says the same thing about you. She said people, every time they talk to her, they think it's you. So it's the same thing. But have you gotten that a lot? Or does, you know, did everybody think that? Or is it just me? Is it, did y'all, did you guys know that? Nope. See, Saida I didn't Garrett know that. Work, sings a man in the mirror with Michael Jackson. See, so, so Saida, wait, can I interrupt real quick? Go ahead. Did I mess up your bio? I was supposed to mention that in your bio. You wrote it at one years old. <laughs> you wrote Man in the Mirror for Michael Jackson. I was supposed to do that. No, Kelvin, thank you for educating me. I apologize. I don't leave it out sometimes, you know, so I can leave oh. my, my new Understood. identity. But um, only, only a special group of people even know who Saida Garrett is. If they got to be a part of that era. But yes, I was named after the singer Saida Garrett. My mom literally called Tower Records in the hospital and was like, 
<laughs> How do you spell Saida Garrett? So yes, I was named, but it's hyphenated because I'm married. Oh, okay, got you. All right, I just want them to know that. I knew I wasn't crazy. All right. No, you're not. Hey, Jamie, she, also gonna... wrote, she also wrote the songs for Dreamgirls. Oh, wow. really? She wow. Did. Okay. It was crazy because in high school they had won, um, I guess, uh, they they won an award. I don't want to mess the awards up. Um, but my principal gets on a loudspeaker. Older white Jewish guys like Saida Garrett, please come to the office. You know, everybody's like, ooh. So I get down there and he's like, did you know Saida Garrett won a Grammy last night? Sir. <laughs> <laughs> and we spent like two hours talking about Saida Garrett this year. So oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. A quick question. Uh, can you explain the difference between a 401k and a Roth RRA? Mm -hmm. and, and and what do people look look at look at the first? Mm -hmm. So, 401k, 403b, 457, and IRA, they are nothing more that, than tax codes that identify who you work for and how your money should be taxed, okay? So, if you open up the tax book, it says 401 section K, 403 section B. That's what it's referring to. And so, a 401k means you work for a corporation, a 403B means you work for a um, hospital or nonprofit. 457, you work for some sort of union, police officers, firefighters, maybe city or government official. And an IRA stands for individual retirement account. Those are all um, tax codes that says you're allowed to put money away for your retirement that we will not tax you on today, but we will tax you on the principal plus the interest later on in life. And it has some restrictions around it. Can't touch it before age 59 and a half. Got to take it out before age 73. Don't pay taxes now. Pay taxes later. And you can put different investments inside of it. Most people put mutual funds, ETFs. You can even probably do some real estate things like that. Your employer may or may not match. A Roth IRA is a Roth individual retirement account. Again, in the tax code, what that Roth designation does is it says that you pay taxes on this money now before it goes into the account. And then as that money grows, you will not have to pay taxes on the growth of that money. So when you're talking about, should I do a 401k or any other deferred comp plan in a Roth IRA, it really depends on your goals. Now, most people, and this is like a whole tax conversation that I don't know we have time to get into, but most of us are taught to start building our wealth from the left side of the tax structure, meaning we pay taxes every single year, then we pay taxes deferred, and then we get into tax advantages, which is like tax now, which would be your Roth IRA account. Most of us start that way. Tax now accounts, checkings, savings accounts, tax deferred, 401ks, 403bs, tax advantage, Roth IRAs. That makes sense? So we start on the left, we go to the right. What wealthy people do is they start from the right and they go to the left. They start with Roth IRAs. They start with cash value life insurance plans. They start with 529s. Then they go to deferred comp plans. So they get the tax advantages first, but they don't have to pay any taxes on the growth. Then they may go to tax deferred where they can have a strategy to cut their tax bill when they're earning the most amount of money. See, that's how you're really supposed to use it. 
in your high earning years, you want to save on taxes. But then once you're living off of capital gains, not income taxes, right? Once you're living off the capital gains of your money, then you want to um, start paying taxes on that tax deferred money. Then they go to checking the savings account. So um, which one should you do first? It really depends. If your employer offers you a 401k or a deferred comp and they match you, I would certainly take advantage of that up to the max that they're offering you because you can put up to 19000 into a deferred comp plan. Now, in a Roth IRA, you only can put up to 6000 a year. Why does the government do that? Because one of those you're going to pay taxes on. The other one you don't pay taxes on, so they cap you out. Is $6,000 a year enough to get you to your financial goals? Maybe, maybe not. You might need to put money in more places. That's when I would consider cash value, permanent life insurance policies, and doing a mixture of your 401k and some other things. But that's why your financial planning and goals all work together because we got all these little pieces. But if they're not working together to get you to your end goal, then you're just doing a lot of running around in circles versus being very strategic. And if you're self-employed, that wasn't a question. That was a statement. If you're self-employed. So if you're self-employed, they even have SEPs, which is like your self-employed plans, right? So you can get a SEP IRA, um, which is for self-employed individuals. You also can do a 401k, depending if you have a corporation for your company. You know, a lot of 401ks that I set up for small business owners are for the benefit of the small business owner. You can still set that up. You can still set up executive bonus plans for yourself where you pay yourself a bonus out of your business through a cash value life insurance policy. So there's still things out there for you. You just have to actually talk to somebody to figure out what's the game plan. Got you. Yeah. Um, um, well, Jamie, can you bring them to the course? Oh, you already bring them. Yes. Yeah, uh, Mona, <laughs> uh, Mona Dempsey says, uh, asks, is having beneficiary having a beneficiary connected to our accounts as good as having a will so not the same thing mona um when you when you have a will so when you have an estate let's take it back when you have an estate you have what's called a probate estate and a non-probate estate a probate estate are items that you own individually outright that do not allow you to associate a beneficiary they will pass through probate then you have what's called a non-probate estate. Non-probate estate are assets that you either own jointly with someone else, like say if you're married, you own them jointly, or it's an asset that has a beneficiary tied to it, such as a life insurance policy, or if you assign a beneficiary to your bank account. Any mm -hmm. asset that has a beneficiary assigned to it will pass directly to whoever that beneficiary is in your non-probate estate. Um, however, it still makes the executor of your estate responsible for any debts that you may owe. It does not protect you against creditors. So it's not necessarily the same thing. Nice. Jamie, you have any more? Y'all hit me with like, I've left. Nah, nah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making everybody right questions. Yeah. all over again, but this is so helpful. I'm, I'm, I'm really hope you guys are enjoying this. And that, uh, no, we, we thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Somebody said, well, "Thank you, thank you for early. taking the time to talk to yeah, us." Yeah, and I know it's late. Um, somebody asked a question, Jamie. Did we got any more questions, Jamie? And make sure that I'm gonna make sure I got all the guest questions in. 
So, so if we don't got any more questions, can I say, what do you want to talk about? You've been talking, teaching us, educating us, letting us know a thousand things. Is there anything you feel like getting off your chest talking about? Anything that's on your mind? Did you go visit New York and cough a little bit? Now you worried? Like, what's what's going on? You're going to lay off the city, man. You're going to lay off the city. We was a hoop hookah lounge for two days. You know what? I'm in Pennsylvania, so I'm like 40 minutes outside of Philly, so... I'm they got not, it too. They got we, it too. We still, we still got it too. But I actually had the opportunity to go to Memphis for a family reunion um, this past weekend. So I escaped it a little bit, you know. <laughs> um, and it was my first time in Memphis. So I got to get like some Memphis barbecue. I also got to go to the Lorraine Motel, oh. which was very emotional. I didn't realize how like emotional I was going to get being there. Um, and I got to see Elvis Presley's Graceland, his estate there. So, boo, it really boo, me... boo. <laughs> so what, what I'll share is that it got me thinking how important legacy is. One, for ourselves, right? We can't talk about building and leaving a legacy, creating generational wealth if we disconnect ourselves from where we came from. So if you don't have a family reunion or you don't know all your family, you want to get to know your family Learn about what legacy is already out there. A lot of times we think we're the first when truly somebody else was already doing it, right? How can we build on the blocks that have already been laid for us versus forcing ourselves to try to start over on our own out of ego? That was a huge lesson for me. Um, The second thing is we got to do this stuff now. When you talk about estate planning, um, I was looking, it made me very curious to see um, the estates of the kings and the estate of Elvis Presley, right? Because we got to visit both of them. And so the Lorraine Motel, they now turned that into um, the National Civil Rights Museum. And Elvis Presley, his whole estate is Graceland. The King family estate makes zero dollars. Zero dollars off of what has happened and transpired with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Um, Even his Bible like his traveling Bible. This is why it's so important to have a will and have these things. His traveling Bible, his I have a dream speech, all of that the family owns zero of. They are in court battles trying to have his memorabilia taken back so that they can own it, so that they can profit from it. Wow. But yet cities, governments, um, Harry Belafonte, like all of these individuals when he passed away, kind of did like a ramsack, right? And because there was no will, who owns it? Had there been something in place, they would have had to turn those things over to his family, to his estate, so that they could decide what they do with it and profit from it accordingly. Then you have Elvis's estate, right? Graceland, where he had those things in place. He had a will, he had a trust. And his daughter, Lisa Marie, when she inherited his estate, she inherited at $124 million. When he died, it was only worth $5 million. But guess what? He had trustees in place, people to help grow it, to help maintain it. And everything within a 10-mile radius of Graceland, they get paid off of. They got a hotel next door. If you want to stay close to Graceland, you can stay in a hotel that we own. They bought out the shopping center across the street kicked out all the bootleggers who were selling bootleg Elvis Presley um, memorabilia, and now they sell it themselves. 
Mm-hmm. So everything they own, they got tours, they got arcades, they brought the planes back that he owned, his private jet. They do tours of that. They bring in $150 million of revenue for the city of Memphis outside of what they make. Wow. One of those one of those men, let me finish this. One of those men changed the world. The other one wrote some really great songs. Yeah, but I, yeah, legacy, wow. it, it hurt when you say it. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, so, so, so he ain't write those songs either. The people. Ooh. <laughs> uh-huh. The people. Uh-huh. That really sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Dude. I don't go to that one yet. Just, I do, but you're not going to do the five. One, one second, one second. No, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not oh, doing oh, that. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, the people that, that say, because I get this all the time when I'm out and about, people always say, I can't afford Saida Garrett. She's the best in the business. I'm not going to be able to afford her. <laughs> is that true or false? Will people, is there some affordable way that people could contact the great incomparable Saida Garrett for this advice? Yeah. So, I mean, we have information. Like, if you go to my social media, my Instagram, it's underscore Saida Garrett. Okay, I'm the one without the locks in my hair. Underscore <laughs> Garrett, <laughs> not the singer. So if you see anything about music, it's not that's not me. Um, you can go there. I post tons of content on there for free that you can really learn and get great information. But also a link in my bio, um, you can get my ebook, um, which it's a dollar, like literally a dollar. Okay, it's um, the ten biggest mistakes people make when building generational wealth. You want to read that, right? I wrote that because I want us to get have access to the information. You could also visit our website at www.youngandfinanciallylit.com or www.yandfl.com. But, you know, definitely sit down, have the conversation, see where you are. And we have different packages and options that I believe, you know, you can't afford not to do these things. You know, if you really... If you own a home, you have income, you have children, you can't afford to not do these things. Another thing I want to make sure that we tell, like, they, if you contact you, the, the, they want to do a trust, they have to get a, a lawyer that practices in their state, correct? Correct. So I own a network of attorneys. Where we oh, you own a network of attorneys. Own a network. <laughs> yeah. I needed you a few months ago in child support court. You know? <laughs> 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 But um, yeah, so we we own a network of attorneys where we're able to service all of our clients in all 50 states. Wow, that's so, what's up. That's what's up. I'm literally going to your website to buy a copy of the book. I ain't even going to ask for the freebie. I don't, we don't do that no more. And you know, like about Damien, he can buy everybody on this show a copy too while he's doing that, I bet you. Yes. First and foremost, thank you. Yeah, my I'm, man. I'm going to get a copy of that, George. I gotta navigate this dog on show right now, so I get that luxury guy. We in there, <laughs> right, right, right. When we get on break, I'm going to get my card. I'm literally on the side. I can't share the screen. I know this ain't like you know, but I'm literally sitting there waiting for. I'm on to your info. I'm about to, you know, gotta support. Yeah, that's that, this was up. Um, so so anybody else, y'all should be going on the site right now, doing the same thing I'm doing. Just go in there. It's a dollar. Can't hurt you because you're probably gonna go to the store and buy candy that's cost more than a dollar right now. Everything um, costs more crazy. than a dollar with inflation. Yeah, yeah, Facts. it's crazy. Facts. Everything. Yeah. Uh, just ask Zion Williams. It cost him about twenty thousand to keep that girl quiet. She's still talking. Mm. <laughs> Y'all need you need to talk There's to a... Zion. 
Zion gonna need to be a client. That, yeah, yeah. Saida, can we can we sneak you into the locker? Not maybe not even the locker room, but the 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 coach's office where you, they could just come in and have like ten minutes with you. I don't know because there's a lot of like Kelvin. We Derek, we talk about all. There's a lot of athletes right now that probably just they probably need your number. They probably need to be able to call you and just say, "Hey, I got Badness. two hours. Help me out because who." We talked about Ja on the show recently, and and like he's he's he might be sacrificing half a billion dollars because yeah, yeah. he wants to be on Instagram. I will burn my phone if you know what I mean. Like, oh, Damon, Damon, I got some, Damon, I got some news here from from our, our rich producer who doesn't pay us. So our rich <laughs> producer Jamie said, "Tell people to email at management at blackandlatinomedia.com He's gonna buy copies of her ebook for everyone. The email. He's gonna buy Wait, can can can, can you buy mine too? Because I I didn't get up to go get my card yet, so I'm gonna email. Let me <laughs> actually. I'm sorry, Saeed. I'm gonna just go email management. He said uh, by he said by midnight tonight. So y'all have one hour. One hour. His, his bank is his his pockets gets they turn to rabbit ears after one hour. <laughs> so you have one hour <laughs> to get his all. Uh, to get this done by Jamie, the producer, man. Tonight, you got a Cinderella checkbook. Yeah, man, it, it turns to a straight pumpkin. <laughs> it looked like my look like my pockets back when I used to go to Sin City back in the nineties. Oh my so, god! <laughs> you got so, um, <laughs> sorry, baby. So real quick, I know we're gonna take a time. We always, this is a, this is like a um. There you go. They go to they go to website. There's email management at blacklatinomedia.com. If you're it. listening so, at home, yeah, yep, go buy the book. So on this show, we like a barbershop talking for talking dudes. And we love we those sisters. You come right, come get your nails done and your hair done and all that stuff like that. So we always ask, look, my man Sharif, that's my that's my friend since we were five years old. So he's serious wow. about doing it. Yeah. yeah. So you're getting that ebook. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Outstanding information. Good. Truly appreciate the information, Saida. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Thank yep. you. I'm so glad we're into hip hop hard. So what's your top five MC? Give it to me. Ooh. I like that face. She was like, "Is my husband watching? serious?" He would be so embarrassed Uh-oh. right now. Um, top five MCs. Okay. Oof. All right. So number one is definitely Tupac. I'm a huge mm. Tupac fan. Um, number two. I don't even know if that counts as an MC. I don't even what? know. Lloyd Banks. <laughs> Oh, oh, definitely. He's an MC, definitely. A South, a South Jamaica Queens. What you talking about? Lloyd yeah. Banks is dope. Yeah. That was Qualified. the first. That was the first rap CD I ever bought. Um, from there, I would probably say Lauren Hill. Does she count as an MC? Okay, absolutely. Yeah, a very um, good one, in fact. Yeah. Okay, Whew, I'm sweating. You know, this is like more R and B, but Monica. <laughs> No, 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 no. no. She got white Monica shoes. Definitely, and she definitely kick down your door and smack you. Like, uh, no, yeah, no. Monica dope as a singer. I said as a singer. I said as a singer. He was ready to get me. Gunica definitely bust some bars. That's but my man. I like Luda. Luda. I don't. I don't. Mm, I don't think I have anything else after that. I love it. That's why you made six figures at twenty-one. Because you didn't know those the answer to this question. That's exactly why. That's right. <laughs> All the rap historians right now is out there struggling. You're absolutely right. You did the right thing. Yeah. I'm, we I'm, buying your book. Yeah, good. You yeah. know, 
I mean, if you ask me a Jeopardy question, whew, Mike, could have helped there you There you out. go. I'll tell you. Why can't they all be like Saida? <laughs> why? Why? La- last question. I got a last question. So right. earlier, we was talking about the Durag Festival in Charlotte. Okay. It's a thing. It's a thing. I'm... I sent it to you after this. The interview was going so good. It was going so good. All right. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to... I'm a I'm a end on a good note. No, I just want to uh, any final comments because I want to yeah, thank you. But yeah, yeah, we're well, gonna I'm let gonna, you go. I'm a final any final comments and just where we can find her stuff again one more time. Same can can you, can you stroll it under any final comments? Anything you want to tell the uh, yeah one more thing to say to anybody? Uh, a young Saida. Um, just keep going. You know, I really think that no. Let me say this: all work works. All work works. I know in the world of the internet where everybody has an opinion on what's the best way to do something and reach a goal, remember, all work works. Stay consistent. Focus on what's important to you, what success looks like for you, and just do the work. You know, you can, there's so many different ways to reach a goal. I, you know, so many different ways. All work works. Know where you want to go and just get the work. That's it. Saida, excellent, excellent. I don't think we've had a better guest. We've had some great ones, but none, none certainly better than you. So, excellent. Yeah. You I think Kevin's trying to get a free consultation, but yeah, no, nah, yeah. I'm joking. No, he's right. He's absolutely right. He is absolutely Kevin, right. You Thank she, you. She, she better than the stripper promise? We're never going to get... Saida, I'm just going to end on this. We're never going to get anywhere as a people. I just want you to know that. Thanks for trying. Saida, thank you for trying. Thank you for trying. I, I do my best. I do my part. I do my part. No, no, we appreciate you, sister. We love you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, thank you all you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah, we gotta have you again. Make that change. We gotta have you again. Yes. All right. Appreciate you. Demon in the middle. Where is that? In the middle. <laughs> Word. That was that was that was that amazing. Was I learned I like some it. stuff. I'm I'm on my way to, to to yeah. I'm looking for that copy. We you know when the show ends, we all we all Jim, email. You in. already oh. got my email address. You know what it is. You yeah, already you know. know. Yeah, I gotta, Simano. I gotta get the book because my my chair keeps shrinking. I need to get some saves. money. I don't know why my chair. Every I keep on going up and down. It keeps going lower and lower. I think I need a new chair. Jamie, I need a new chair producer. Since you ain't paying me nothing, you ain't paying me that chair. <laughs> now, on that note, let's go to a little quick break. Jamie, can you take us to a break? Hi, if you're like me and most Americans, managing busy schedules, working countless hours, can't find enough time in the day to spend with family and sometimes forced to neglect cleaning your own home, then higher quality cleaning service is for you with a smart choice in cleaning. In addition to providing competitive and affordable rates, we offer customized cleanings tailored to your specific needs. We take great pride in exceptional customer service. We have a standard of excellence that is unsurpassed by any of our competitors. All of our cleaners are licensed, insured, and bonded. We use the most up-to-date equipment that the industry has to offer. We offer residential and commercial cleaning service. Your satisfaction is our top priority. Higher quality is not only our name, it's our standard. Book your appointment today at www.higherqualitycleaning.com. Our IG, higher quality cleaning underscore. Our phone number is 718-527-527. 0370. And you can find us on Facebook at Higher Quality Cleaning.
Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's up? If you like what you've seen from the Four Brothers here, give us a thumbs up. Like and subscribe to the channel so you can stay notified when we go live and post new content. Thank you for the support. I like that commercial. I like that high quality cleaning. I'm on the website right now, actually. True, true, true. Yo, I even, that, was, that was a surprise. That was a good surprise right there. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah that was dope. Yep. Doggone, sorry about my doggone mic. Why Everybody support. As you can tell, that was my voice. That is my cleaning company. So thank you so much. Jamie, you are the best. Are you are you out in Georgia? Are you just are are you everywhere? Do you have service? Uh we're only in where? Georgia for you, brother. We for you. No, we're not in Georgia, but 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 uh I appreciate that, Damien. Definitely. Thank you, man. Yeah, man. And, and, and thank you, you to, to Jamie. Let me say uh, something. We got the best producer in the business. I want y'all to know that. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, I have used Kelvin Services several times. They actually come to Mount on Friday. D is a D is a as as a friend and a brother. D always supports whatever you try to do. He always supports. So thank you, D, for your That's your years fact. of support. Definitely, yeah, no that question. Is a fact. No question. I'm gonna tell you something. This show is impressive. I have to say tonight, Saida brought it, and um. Damien, I know you had a lot to do with that, so thank you also for a lot of your recommendations yeah, as well. No problem. Anytime, anytime. I mean, I, f I still feel like the Durag Festival was the most important part, but <laughs> I, I understand she brought a lot of informative <laughs> information, Ooh. helping people, educating people, but them Durags, they're going to change the world. Damien, if you had to guess one person that you think would be at that, that conference, one person in particular that you can reference, who would you say? Probably a Queens rapper. Like yes. a forty-three-year-old Queens rapper, like he got to be over forty. You know what uh, Queens you rapper? Say? Big Ron. That's who. No, no, Big Ron. He too busy. He too busy. He too busy. Big Ron busy right now. Oh, Big Ron. He watching the show though, because you know we about to talk about some things. So, but, I'm um, shout him out. No, no, um, another thing, like it's so funny when we say that the people support of um. You know, we play the commercial for the Nourish Spot a lot. Our sister Dawn, she uh, has the, you know, the, she has the juices and, and the smoothies and stuff like that in, in, the, in the salads. Her business, she called me directly and said, I want to thank all the brothers on Let's Chop It Up because she just got the deal with the New York Mets. The Nourish Spot will be at City Field, I think starting in July. Dawn be, she'll be a vendor, a permanent vendor there at City Field, selling her juices and feeding the world. So shout out to Dawn. And the nurse spot, we love you, sister. I'm so happy for you. Appreciate you. That's support amazing. Support to you. That's how communities support each other, just like that. Definitely. We don't charge nobody. For, we just do little free commercials, and they can keep them. And that's how we do it. We just want you to be. We want you to be successful. If they successful. We also. Absolutely. That's a fact. Yeah. That's beautiful. So, Jamie, I am so lost on the show because we we went that went so long. What it was worth it, though. It was worth it. <laughs> that's not worth it. Yeah, you had to let her cook, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, let's let's just cook. Jamie, just play the clip, play a clip for us, man. We'll rock out and jump, jump in, man. Just produce and we'll be jumping. Definitely. In. Let's go. Let's go. Hit me. Jamie? No, my brother. You gotta get your own. Many <laughs> <laughs> women are just using these dates to get a free meal or to kill some time. Women going on dates to simply get free meal one third of women in a new survey admitted to going out on a date just for a free meal they were hungry no romantic interest they could care couldn't care less they just want a free meal this is true 
Mm. Right. Offering think... shit, you know, <laughs> might as well, right? You know, yeah, you know, I don't know. There's some free pussy after that, though. I'm gonna spend lobster and steak. No, serious, man, that should cost a bunch of the hotel room. Think mm. about it. <laughs> Here we go. I'm sick, yo, bro. Let's just go to a regular restaurant like Ruth Chris. Come on, son. You dropping lobster and steak in like three drinks, bruh. Bruh. Hey, man, you asked her out. You know, no, no, that, hey, no, listen, McDonald's. there's no you promise. Coffee. McDonald's. <laughs> Question Is Ruth's Chris a regular restaurant, though? Because he demands a regular restaurant, so that's that's basic for him. So you know, he a baller. Mm-hmm. I, like, I like good food, I'm fat, man. But, it, but it's funny, though, all of the all of the gold diggers just got that same taste, though. It's the most amazing thing raised on on quarter waters in Italian ices, but but. <laughs> Got a fake Louis Vuitton bag and want to go to the highest end restaurants. It's unbelievable. Right. It is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But at, with all that said, Saida was making six figures at 21. I don't know why we just sped yeah, past that. Like everybody was good on that. That's what I'm saying. At 21. My confidence ain't the highest it's been in a while. So I didn't want to get it shot down a little bit more. Like I'm just, you know, I'm just like, that's amazing fun. No, I'm joking. But um, yeah, no, that's an amazing thing to be able to say um, just for anyone, so yeah, no, we should. Yeah, she was normal with it, like she wasn't like it was a big deal, like, yeah, yeah you know, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but um, yeah, I, I, my, I know women that do that put guys on their phone as meal and all that kind of stuff, like that. Peter Luger, it, man, it's sad, you. you know what? Let me tell you something that whole era, that generation for the last like 15 20 years that spent years doing that. The '40s are going to be a wake-up check. It's it's going to be really when you when you you, you was in your twenties and everything was a girls' trip. They're going to be a senior girls' trip the rest of the way. That's just what it is. Like the reality of it is this: if you didn't invest in quality relationships and things like that, then I mean, at the end of the day, if you just spent your whole time trying to deceive guys or the guys that try to deceive women, usually if you don't clean that up, it's going to go bad because somewhere there's a shelf life. You know, oh, your man. looks are not going to always pave the way. And one day they're going to fade. That's just, you know, nature. And then what do you have? That's wisely. E.O.T. says if she says she isn't interested in you, uh, take her out. If she says that she's an interested in you, take her out. Is it her fault? He enjoys her company. Not I would say I would say there's nothing wrong with that. If you're if you're expressing it up front. And you're saying, hey, I'm not interested in anything romantic. And the guy is saying, hey, I still wouldn't mind taking you out to dinner and stuff like that. Give give it a chance. Hey, I'm, I'm letting you know I'm not really interested in that way. But if you want to hang out, I do enjoy it. you're a nice person. I respect you. Then you got to accept it. You know what I mean? Like as long as it's being set up front. But um, I think the concern will be when there are women who aren't being upfront about that. And they're just kind of like, well, I ain't going to. I don't re- I'm gonna block them as soon as this date is over, but I'm gonna get these. I'm gonna get this extra. Right. Well, that's the conflict. If you're calling it a home. date, if you're calling it a date, the guy is saying right. there's romantic interest. Right. That's the reality mm-hmm. of it. You know, you're calling it a date. These dudes are not just doing this for charity. They just feel that date. Now, to your point, no, if the dude feels like, no, I'm gonna win you over, you know, then yeah, he can go ahead and just waste his money. But at the end of the day, it's just it's a bad investment. You know, I learned at this point, like, want the ones that want you. 
Your T says what? if she is ordering steaks and pasta, she isn't sleeping with you. No lady is, is going to bump with a full stomach. <laughs> a fish <laughs> and salad meal, you might get it. <laughs> we, we might need to we might need to bring ERTs and interview her with some information because that might be a real thing. Like if she ordering steak and potatoes with extra mm-hmm. greens, you know what I mean? Beans hey, hey, in oh, the taco. Oh, 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 I got something for you. Y'all don't watch Twitter like I do. Them dudes be making them throw up. Oh, <laughs> I don't. I don't even know, but I'm gonna do this regardless. Because it'll be, I'll figure it out after the show. But right now, just in case, y'all know what I'm talking about. Damien knows. Derek knows. He be I thought he was gonna say this is the maybe the most caught off guard I've ever been on the show. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, since I, I don't get it, regardless. Yo, gagging. They got the whole people yo. into that shit. Now. They got a whole bunch of people into that. The throw up. It's crazy. Yo, can we? Can we? I ain't even gonna. What can we? I don't even want to talk this like this. We took the show all the way left, like off of that alone. I'm trying to get one of my friends to come talk about that. Yeah, we sorry. All the way left. Saida, I am sorry. Like you came here to educate and no, make us I better. We have officially really become the natives. Like like, I hope so. We are the natives. Oh. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> she she, <laughs> she tried to help us out, make us better as people. Damon, we you, you hey, might have sent us back I, a little I bit. A, I got my retirement stuff. <laughs> I got my house. I got a trust. He hit okay. you with the go get yeah, your yeah. own. Get your own shit. I can take these jokes. I tell these jokes. I got all that shit. <laughs> this is why I'm still oh saying. My. Listen, listen. That's, that's why I tell people be passport bros. I'm not. Don't don't date all these women. And spend all this money on them, buying them all these funny ass drinks and all this 1940s and all this other shit they drinking. Go get a passport, bro. Go get go get Maria over there. She needs you for like sixty dollars. You know I'm she'll stay with you for the night. That's right. I got that citizenship, girl. Come here, girl. <laughs> I got some candy. <laughs> Can you put that with some folks again? Because I feel like it just it's look. If if this is where we going, I'm with it. I got your back. Look, what what are we doing? What's the next video? Let's nah, do it. Nah, nah. What's, the next, yeah, Jamie, what's the next clip? What's the next clip, Jamie? Should we we know? Should we know what I'm talking about? Them videos. Gagging. Oh my God! Jamie, play next clip. Could he possibly like me more than his girlfriend? And could and I possibly be dumb to think that it's more what? Than what gender are you asking this question to? What? He might absolutely like you more than his girlfriend. That do not mean he want to be with your. That don't mean he's ever intending to wife your. Because your girl can get on your goddamn nerves, but I still notice who I want to be with. She's just getting on my nerves right now, and I don't like her. I love her, though, but I happen to like you. You know what I'm saying? Because in the midst of my difficulty with my partner, you was willing to squeeze yourself in. You didn't even try to take up space. You know what I'm saying? You, you, was, willing to, you was willing to fit into my life exactly the way I needed you to fit in. You feel me? I, don't, I, don't, I can like you right where you at. You don't want no more. You ain't yeah. asking for shit. Hell yeah, I like you. Yeah. You mean I get to still go home to my girl? Yes, I like you a lot. I'ma talk to you a lot. You you mean you gonna get up? You actually okay with me having to get off the phone with my girl walk in? Yeah, I like you, baby. I like you. I like you a lot. A whole lot. <laughs> 
Yes. So can I can I quickly speak on that? The funny thing is, the people who cheering, they may not know exactly what they're cheering for. That's what I took from that. Because this is a statement that I say, y'all might all agree, disagree with me. Y'all might be like, block him. You might kick me off. I say like is more important than love. Because the person that he that he supposedly loved, he's stepping out on with the person he liked. And yeah. and those people cheering that, that girl is getting the attention she wants. She's getting probably a little bit better treatment. She's getting the things that that person, that man, wants to give to the, the person that's getting on his nerves. He's giving it to somebody else. And that person's receiving it. I look at it totally different. I look at it the other way. Yeah. All that is, he's saying she's the backup quarterback. And everybody loves the backup quarterback, but guess what? You still got to respect the starter. And yep. at the end of the day, the contract going to go to the starter. That's the bottom line. You may have had a good quarter. You may have had a good – and, that, that, and that's the reality. So that's what he's saying. In other words, basically what he's saying to her, in my estimation, is basically a man going to do whatever you allow him to do. So in other words, my girlfriend don't want to do whatever like that. I'm going home to her. She's the one I'm married, this, that, and the third. And what you're going to be is on the side, and that's it. And what the side woman just said was, is there a chance that he likes? So what she did, she placed the premium in like. But that'd right. be like, you know, going to the courthouse. Listen, I'm wifey, which don't, which is a term. <laughs> there you go. That, which, is, which, which is a colloquialism a or something difference. like that. So that, that's yeah. it. What you are is the stunt dummy. And guess what? <laughs> when the car crashes, you're going to be in it. But then... Right there, the person standing in the main shot gonna be the number one, and that's it. And let me tell you something: number one is enemy of the number two, and that's just the bottom line. Hey, yo, I'm, all, I'm saying, now, all I'm saying is that. Sorry to cut together, Derek. I, I'm I'm doing much, no, but I'm all, I'm not man. arguing that. But it's another perspective. But yeah, Derek, I apologize. No, I'm just I just noticed that old girl looked really upset for a hot minute, though, man. You know what I mean? Like she really thought they were gonna be on her side, like she was really dropping a jewel right there. Mm -hmm. on him, you know what I mean? And then she just was like, Oh shit. <laughs> I, I was like, man, I've never seen something so obvious before, man. You know, but um, yeah, yeah, Jamie, she needs to respect herself first, not allowing or wanting to be the side chick. I mean, so you know, it's easy, that's a layup, you know. But like you said, Kelvin, if, if you put the premium on the like. That's that's easy to you know that's easy to that's a low hanging fruit and and it's very and it's very uh uh temporary as well so so you know, so Derek can you read that comment that we did that was just posted can you read that out loud because I was about to ask Demon a question who's oh, winning right read the question I got yeah I I, I, oh, got, I I got I got EOTs man please we have a side hole as. <laughs> She said, man, please, we have and a guess side what? Hole. Guess a what? And, and watch how that trust look with side Watch how that trust look. But, Damon, who is actually winning at the moment? Talk to us. Talk to us. What's up? Who's really winning right now? Is it the like or is it the love? What are you winning? The voice rate is going up. Side chicks is getting flown they, out. They, they, you know, they, 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 they right, that's right it. Now. Nah, but I don't know some dude. Look, Zion is dropping. The wife wanted to get thrown out. She stuck at home. How, how did how did how did the woman that was with DMX do when she, when he died? I don't know DMX's situation. Yeah. I'm talking about the general. woman that was married to him got everything. The woman that he was in, the, the, you know, with at the like, time got nothing. When he was in like, I with, don't know DMX situation. Nothing. And there's only one DMX. There's about a hundred and fifty thousand of the, the the dudes that's. Side chicken it. Bring back a couple of comments. Oh, Side oh. chicken it. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. What's this? 
Sharif says, like Fab said, the meal is better with a little something on the side. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact we eat. Yo, tease, if he isn't married, he's single, as per his tax bracket. <laughs> Oh, oh shit. Video? I think we have one more video, right? No, I, no, I apologize. No, no comment. No comment right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We go up to the next video. Um, so Jamie, you have the next video. Can we can we get that? Uh, uh single women who are over 50 years old who have been reaching out to me for wife coaching tips. I'm no longer taking them. Don't pay the money through my website because I'm just going to refund it to you. I've had a couple of experiences this week and here's why. Most of you, not all, but 99% of the women who are 53 and older, specifically 53, 55, 57, 59, 61, 64, in those age brackets have been the most challenging for me to coach <laughs> because the standards are unrealistically high. Delusion. I get that you're old school and I get that your mom raised you to only interact with gentlemen, but most of the men who do all of the stuff that you're wanting are dead <laughs> or they're not looking for 55 or 57 year old women. There are some younger men who do that and you, you don't want to old man because he can't perform in bed well the younger men don't want an older woman because some of you have arthritis some of you have <laughs> missing teeth you have gray hair you have grandkids like you got to be realistic and balanced in your thinking i'm at the no teeth thing <laughs> yo Wait, again <laughs> There's a I'm gonna tell you what impressed me about that video the most. You know what it was? What? That they come to her for coaching. That's impressive. I have to say, <laughs> no, that that is no that that is impressive. She might be mar married for a long time and got some amazing box. Also impressive. Kelvin, see, Kelvin, get the scroll. Catch it up, Kelvin. Yeah. I'm giving yeah. a compliment. Yeah. I don't understand that. I'm going to give Kelvin a scroll for having no sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker, he's a reverse, oh. reverse Butch Lewis. Butch Lewis had no Brand shirt. Jordan, no brother. St. John's, Univer oh, John's University, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! I'm still paying on the sleeves. They come next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't even know what to say. Like you threw Why in the world? Why uh, everybody got to have look like Spoonifa? Listen, she might have a man at home. She's been with for a long time. She probably has some experience. She looked like she she could cook, you know what I'm saying. So it looked like you know Listen, still, she might know how to keep them. She got, got a question. She had, a point, she, had a, she had very valid points. So I'm telling Listen, you. Listen, no, no, right, right. You got to be real. I have a question for the panel and even the the viewers in the comments. What would you consider an unrealistic expectation? Because there's a lit. You know, people talk about unrealistic expectation all the time. It's, what it's, is an example? But, I don't know. Oh my. Mm. Oh my God. Scroll e by association. But these right. <laughs> e um, no, but she's unrealistic. Like I'm like I'm still looking at clubhouse. Also. These women with these guys, I need a man making a quarter of a million dollars. All these, ex I'm like, sis, where, where, where's he go? How many dudes? Like, it's only one percent of them people walking around there. It's only one percent of people yeah. walking around making six figures. So it's like, like, how many making two hundred fifty thousand dollars? You know those kinds. Of, yeah. I want to be six foot four with a big thick beard. And a, 10 inch dick. Like, come on, man. Make love to me every night. Take me on trips to Dubai and private jet. 
these shits is crazy. These chicks be saying, pay for pays all the bills. I ain't gonna pay nothing. The only thing I have to do is show up. I'm right. like, oh my, these are the unrealistic. Like, I, what I'm what you bring to the table? I bring me. The fuck? I got a thousand me's, and me and Kevin's over Mexico, <laughs> a million of them motherfuckers over there in Mexico. No structures. No <laughs> Oh my oh. gosh. Oh man. So, so yeah, I mean, is there any other like thoughts on that? De- Derek, what's, what's an unrealistic expectation that Men or women, like we don't got just we don't got to get on the women all the time. But like, what's an unrealistic unrealistic expectation for a man to have for women these days? He asked him that on the road trip. They're going the road right now. And he asked him that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I don't know, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm a pretty low key dude, man. I it's 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 outside it's outside my realm, bro, of of experience. I'm I'm very low maintenance as a man, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't need a whole lot, man, in this world. I just need myself, man, a little bit of happiness, maybe a little drink here and there, maybe a cigar. Love and happiness. That's all I need, man. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's hard for me. I can't can't relate, man. There's a couple of different things, though. If you're 55 years old and you want to, I don't want the guy to have any kids or I don't want him to do whatever like that. I mean, there's certain things that you just can't hold someone's feet to the fire at this stage. People just in a different stage of life. And that's just what it is, you know. And the other thing is, I want a guy that's in shape and fit. And then you, you know, all right, I'm not gonna let the enemy use me. It's eleven o'clock. <laughs> yeah, maybe relative to the person asking, you know what I'm saying? I guess mm-hmm. you know, look at, don't ask for more than you bring. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that, you know. Yeah, that's um, a good point. So you know, and, and I always say, I always say, breaking it if down. you if you asking somebody else for something, you should either be able to provide it or offer something comparable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Yeah, Sharice says. Okay, those women on Kendra will, will, uh, want it all but don't have shit. Yeah, yeah. Facts. Facts. Um, real quick, Jamie, uh, is a person had a, a question? Right, a comment, sorry, a comment, earlier comment. Sure, says, I show? had that I had that with my aunt passing and my cousin ain't have the money. I had to cover the burial. Was pissed, smacked my cousin. Oh, he's talking about. God yeah. damn, show you smacked the cousin. <laughs> Sheesh! See, this what this one thing with, with people when you have barrels. If I'm paying for it, the person going out the way I pay for it. I don't care if you say I want to have a blue coffin. I'm saying I'm cremating them. We're gonna, that's what is going to happen. Don't tell me how to control my money because of, of yeah, your right. with your emotions. That that's not going to happen. If I'm paying and who for told it. you right. you was getting a coffin? That's right. You <laughs> sitting in a chair. Oh <laughs> uh, man. Oh, just just murder says they want a woman to be submissive, but don't know how to lead the woman. That's, that's a fact. A whole, now, that's a can I ask a question <laughs> on that comment? How do you lead today's women? Ooh, Elvin, we were talking about it earlier a little bit, listen, right? Listen, listen, I know how you do it. We gotta go. You hope your friend tonight. get married in Mexico, and you fly right over there. That's how you do it. That's, that's right. 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 I think Come here, girl. Got let me, that. Let me, let me seven days of marrying a marinade on this one because um, we have to go because it's past the time. Yeah. But mm-hmm. thank you for everyone coming out, man. Thank God we had a special guest. It was dynamic. Please re- rewatch the show. Outstanding. Learn, rewatch the show, pass it to somebody, rewatch the show, give it to your children, rewatch the show. This was an excellent, excellent guest. Thank you again, Damien, for bringing your, your friend on, your sister on for this one. That was so dope. I want to say to everybody out there, we love you guys. From Let's Chop It Up, we're going to say peace, peace, and peace.